Welcome to Geek Meets Social, a weekly roundup of favorites in the world of a gamer girl social media geek. Get ready to discover books, podcasts, apps, social media tips, good news, and more as we journey through the digital life. I'm your host, Tyra Burton, and you've arrived at episode four. Well, this week is all about my husband's favorite things. I don't understand, but we're going to be talking about the Cardinals and Metallica, as well as my planner woes, which just keep going on. And I've got a podcast, app, and Disney suggestions for the week. So let's get started. So I'm still exhausted from the conference. I'm finally starting to recover. I got a full night's sleep. Uh, both my husband and I have been having sinus issues going on, and I finally feel like energized. Now, it could possibly be the Starbucks refresher that I had earlier today, but I feel like I'm rip-rearing and ready to go now. So hopefully the last two and a half months of this year are just going to be a big push to get things done. So my other exciting piece of news is I actually am starting a course through the Kennesaw State University Professional Education. It's called Writing the Fantasy Novel. Now I'm already writing a fantasy novel. I've written a sci-fi one with my friend Sherry, but I really wanted to dive into what makes fantasy different. I'm part of a romance writers group, so I really understand romance, how to write it, um, what are the plot points, things like that. But I really wanted to see how is fantasy different? What separates fantasy from other types of fiction? So I'm terribly excited to start this. I'm think I'm partly crazy for doing it right now at the end of the semester, but it was an opportunity that I had. And so I'm just deep diving into it. So get ready for in future weeks, I'll be letting you know how it's going. The class literally just started today. So I am just getting registered for the class. I just signed up for the online classroom. It's all online because, you know, I don't need to see people and writers are introverts anyway. So we're going to see how it goes. I've taught online classes for years um, I've never actually taken one. So this is going to be a whole new experience for me in a different way. This uh, last week was all about my husband's favorite things. So that's what you're going to be hearing some about. But they're also favorite things of mine. And the first one is the Cardinals. So last night... Oh, boy, were we just sad. Our team has not played well playing the Nationals. Uh, so congrats to the Nationals. You by far outplayed us. We tried to come back last night, but not quite. But um, I still love watching the Cardinals play. And my husband has been a fan for years and years and years because of Ozzie Smith. And when we got together, you know, it's kind of one of those things. I have watched more Sports Center since marrying my husband than all of my previous years combined and probably multiplied by three. Uh, but in the process, you start like, okay, if I'm going to watch this, I want to get involved in it. And for me, that means knowing the players. And that's what really did it for me with the Cardinals. Yadi Molina is the reason I love the Cardinals. He's uh, number four. He's their catcher. And he's just this all-around great guy. I mean, you'll hear that uh, said by other players. He understands. He's a very defensive player. He's amazing with what he can do with um, pitchers. And he's just an all-around good guy. He won the uh, Roberto Clemente Award in 2018 for his work on uh, 
relief efforts in Puerto Rico, his home country. Uh, and it's, I just love Yachty. So watching him play, and last night he got a home run because let me tell you, if the car, if the cards are down, Yachty is who's going to inspire them to come back. Didn't quite get him all the way back, but he tried. And um, hopefully my husband will be ready for uh, spring training because uh, this is actually Yachty's last year on contract. If you love baseball and you've never been to spring training, go. Go if you don't love baseball and you have somebody in your life who loves baseball, go to spring training. It probably cemented that in the World Series of 2011, kind of cemented my love of the Cardinals and being that close to the players. And just like literally, we were two rows back from where they were uh, getting out of their dugout. And it's just a really intimate experience that you don't get in these huge arenas that they play in. And I want to go back next year. It's one of my goals is for us to go to spring training because it's Yachty's last year that we know of. Of course, he could play another year or so. He's been with the Cardinals his entire professional life. And he said that he's that's it. He's not going to play for another team. So hopefully 2020, you'll be hearing some reports from spring training um, if I get my way. So cross your fingers on that one. And the other thing that we did this week was go to see S&M 2 in the theaters. So if you're a Metallica fan, or even if you're not, you may like this album, because this is actually the album that made me a Metallica fan. Um, S&M, it was Symphony and Metallica, came out 20 years ago, which when I found that out, I then felt really old. So that was awesome, but um, it changed the way that I looked at Metallica, and it made me actually appreciate them and the San Francisco Symphony. Now, one thing you may not know is that I studied classical piano for like, I don't know, since I, from six to 18, so about 12, 13 years, I studied piano. I'm not great by any stretch of the imagination. I'm a I'm a pretty good sight reader. That always was like my mutant talent as far as piano play goes. But I'm not the best uh, player itself. It never came supernaturally to me. It's like I can sing, but I can't sight read, which is kind of funny. I can sight read on a piano. Awesome. But if you give me something to sing, I can't sight read it very well. I don't have perfect pitch or anything like that. So music definitely was not the career choice that I should make. And thankfully, I figured that out. But I still love the symphony. I love classical music. And S&M, Symphony of Metallica, really, it's just it was wonderful to hear this ginormous symphony playing these heavy metal hard rock songs and adding to it. And the fervor was just, it was changing. And I really thought that Metallica and the symphony went out on a limb to do it. But after they did, it was like, oh, well, that's the cool thing to do. Let's all go do that. And now they've come back 20 years later and recorded S&M 2. And one of our friends, Jason, was actually at the concerts that they filmed at in San Francisco. So super special. And we were supposed to go see this movie with him and his wife. And we were looking forward to it. And then um, the Cardinals were coming back in town to play the Braves for the last game in that series. And my husband, um, one of his best friends, Brian, got him tickets to go with him. And so... Once in a lifetime baseball game or a movie that we could see on another day. And we ended up that we he went to the baseball game and then he and I went to see SM too. But we can't wait to have a family night with our two families, Jason's family and ours, and watch SM two on video once we have it on Blu-ray. But we did go to the theater and watch it. And that was Oh my gosh, first off, I've never been to a movie grill. Like when you get dinner at the movies, I'm not sure that I like this. 
we did not have a stellar experience. So I'm interested in hearing what you all, if you've ever done dinner in a movie where you actually get served the movie, the food in the in the movie theater, and you enjoyed it, let me know. Because we found the food to be not great. Um, I found that they didn't get my order right, even though it's like I couldn't hear him well enough when he said it back to me. So I heard all the words, but I didn't hear it quite correctly. And so it wasn't what I really wanted. Um, but we weren't thrilled with the food was meh, you know, at best it was meh. It was a little overpriced, of course, because it's a movie theater. But the most frustrating thing about the whole process was at the end of the concert, they're playing one of my favorite Metallica songs, Sandman. I will totally admit to you, I was belting it out. So we're everybody in the, in the audience, so it was okay. It wasn't like we were watching a movie movie. We're watching Metallica on screen, and we're all like yelling and singing loud with the song, and particularly Sandman. And this server, bless his heart, comes up to me, taps me on my shoulder because I've paid the bill because they dropped the bill in front of me during one of my other favorite songs. And then during Sandman, he comes to tap me on the shoulder. And I think he's, and I am literally banging the table, singing lyrics out loud. And he taps me on the shoulder and he wants to talk to me. I can't understand him because it is flipping loud. Let me tell you. Our ears were ringing. It was like you'd been to a concert. It really, truly was. And I actually yelled at the poor young man and said, not now, (laughs) because he took me out of this moment I was having, a really awesome moment of being in watching S&M 2 and enjoying Sandman and, and being with the other people in the audience. And he took me out of it, and I wanted to punch him. I really did. I felt so bad. I apologized to him after the movie. I said, I could not hear you. You interrupted me at just the wrong time. And I thought, you know, this is the climax of, quote unquote, this movie. Why are you bringing me my bill? Why? If you have a question, then you come and ask me after this movie is over with. Don't interrupt the climax to ask me something. And I really, I don't understand that. I don't understand why you would take somebody out of that moment. Uh, But luckily, I was able to get back into it because it was Sandman. It was Metallica. It was great. I have to tell you, if you see it, I like the second half better. Oh, my cat. She has awakened. She's been asleep all afternoon. And of course, I decide to record and Clover wakes up and starts looking for me. So she'll come in here and caterwaul in a minute, I betcha. So, um, it, the second half I thought was better. The first half was good, but the second half, it had some uh, pure classical symphony kind of music that they did. They took a classical song and had um, Metallica play in it instead of taking a Metallica song and the symphony. It was the opposite. Totally cool. Loved that. Um, and just watching the expression on the musicians' faces in the symphony. All right, well, hello. Do you want to come talk about Metallica? Okay, that purring you hear is my clover girl. And um, it just was, I don't know, it was just awesome. So if you get a chance, you like hard rock, heavy metal, or you like Metallica, which you kind of have to like hard rock and heavy metal to like Metallica, go see it um, in the theater if you can. It really was a great experience. Uh, but if you can't, it's going to be on Blu-ray. I'm sure it's going to be on digital and everything else. And uh, But I loved it. And my husband particularly loved it because he is a huge Metallica fan. Matter of fact, when we were first married, I guess Metallica has been like a side part of our marriage for a while. Uh, not when we were married. We actually were dating. It was like within the first like month or six weeks of us going out. He went to a Metallica concert in Atlanta and had his car broken into. 
and had his iPod stolen back in the day when we had iPods. That's how long we've been together. And he was, it was not pretty. He was not happy. And it was the first time I'd ever, he ever really showed me like what he's like when he's angry. So it was good. It was a good turning point in our relationship. I'm happy to say we survived it. (laughs) So besides all of his stuff, I've got a podcast suggestion for you. So thanks to Jennifer Flatley, who discovered this podcast and then shared it with me. I love this one for multiple reasons, and one of them is the title, David Tennant Does a Podcast. You really could not get more descriptive than that. I mean, in the world of podcast titles, uh, that one's pretty awesome and descriptive. So David Tennant, by the way, he does a podcast. And if you don't know who David Tennant is, he was Doctor Who. He was awesome. He was part of this kind of new generation of Doctor Who, and really... Well, now his whole life is going to be connected to it forever because he married a former Doctor Who's daughter. So it just keeps going. But he's in Doctor Who. I really loved him. And then I saw Good Omens on Amazon Prime. And if you haven't seen Good Omens, I do suggest it. But I will tell you that if you don't like Pritchett and Gaiman, you may have to watch a couple of episodes to get into it. David plays the demon in it. And it really took him for me like... I liked him as an actor. I liked him as Doctor Who, but my appreciation for him and his abilities and kind of his depth as an actor went off the charts with Good Omens. So um, I kind of had just watched Good Omens and found this new appreciation for him. And then Jennifer turned me on to this podcast. And one of the reasons I think he's a brilliant podcast person is that he's a great interviewer. Like he has this way of putting his guest at ease and getting them to talk about things that maybe they normally wouldn't have. He always seems to ask the right question at the right time. And what comes out of it is just these enjoyable conversations. So the first one I listened to was James Corden from the Late Late Show, and it was brilliant. First off, I already love James Corden. He's just amazers. And he add David Tennant to him, and it was just hilarious in the way they shared and the questions he asked. I really super enjoyed. So I thought, okay, great. This is wonderful. That was the first episode she told me to watch. Then I went and I listened to Ian McKellen. Oh, Gandalf, how can you not love him? And then Whoopi Goldberg. And I just finished up Tina Fey and Samantha Bee. So all of them were really awesome interviews in terms of what he got them to talk about the conversation. They last for about an hour. So this is a great one. If you have a um, rush hour drive time, David Tennant does a podcast is absolutely the right time for you to do that. Uh, There's only I think 14 episodes is how many there are. Yeah, there's 14 episodes, 13 interviews, and then kind of an outtakes one. That was the last one that was produced on May 20th of this year. So I'm hoping that he'll do a second season. This is one of those seasonal podcasts uh, because it really is great. So everybody keep your fingers crossed that we get more episodes. But just in case we don't, go watch these. Because, I mean, watch, go listen, go listen, use your ears. It'll be awesome. So you can, something you can enjoy in the car. Uh, David Tennant does a podcast. Now I'm going to suggest a game now, which also relates back to my husband. I'm not really sure how that happened, but this is definitely his, his game that he loves. And it's called Tune Blast. 
And I like it. I play it with him. Uh, I've on level like 800 or 900 or something. He's on like 2000. He's so far ahead of me. I like it because it has team events. It's a game that I can play easily and put up and put down. I get like five lives. I also win prizes every week. They have different tournaments. So all of that's pretty cool. The graphics are nice. Uh, the gameplay changes and can get a little frustrating at times. Occasionally, You'll have to make an in-game purchase. I haven't had to yet. Now, my husband has because he's further along. I'm also stubborn, so I'll replay a level an un, just ton, dozens of times to get it. But what really like was the nail in the coffin for me playing this game was Ryan Reynolds doing their commercials. I love Ryan Reynolds. First off, Deadpool. Deadpool's awesome. But he is just, as a person and as... How he presents himself is hilarious, and his commercials for uh, Toon Blast fit with that and certainly show the jokester side of him. Uh, if you're not following him on Twitter, you should, because he actually makes Twitter something you want to log into to look at what Ryan Reynolds is tweeting. So uh, Toon Blast is the app of the week, and a shout out to Ryan Reynolds because he's the reason that I like it so much. Now, Halloween is approaching not too long from now, a couple of weeks. I'm trying to decide what candy to get. I live next door to full-size candy neighbors. They make Ziploc bags with full-size candy in them. It's like you can't compete with that. Uh, they live up a hill that is like Mount Everest in the hills of like their driveway is like Mount Everest of driveways. And so if you're a kid and you're willing to climb that driveway, they're willing to give you full-size candies. So we go hang out with them and, you know, try to get, you know, by, you know, being near them, kind of it flowing onto us. So we've got to bring something to the party for kids when they climb the hill. And I'm not sure what yet. So I'm hoping that I'm going to have some inspiration, but I'm probably going to fall back on going to Aldi and buying a bag of candy. So we'll see how that works out for me. But I love Halloween. I keep hoping that we'll get decorations up. Hasn't happened yet. Maybe next year. I'm going through the garage this year and the shed um, in break. And I'm hoping that I can get things organized enough so that next year we'll be able to do some decorating for Halloween. I did just watch I Love Dancing with the Stars. I don't know if I've talked about that yet. But uh, I've been watching this season. And it was Disney night. <laughs> And I love Disney night, first off, because they never send anybody home. And second off, I just love the magic of Disney. And sometimes we get to see previews. And they did a lot of previews for things that were going to be on the Disney Plus uh, new app that's coming or new service, so streaming service. So I was excited to see that. Uh, there's a live action Lady and the Tramp, and they had Lady and the Tramp there. And they were so cute. I mean, nothing gets me like dogs and cats. So it's probably going to be the first thing that I watch. They're going to have a show on the Imagineers. And that also tweaked my curiosity as well. I just saw an ad for it on my Instagram. Disney's been doing tons of Instagram sponsored posts connected to Disney Plus. So I'm getting a lot of what's going to be on there from there. And Rescue Rangers, we are huge Chippendale fans. I can't wait for that. They just released some new merchandise in the park related to Rescue Rangers including a Chip and Dale bag that's reversible. So one side of it is Chip and the other side's Dale. Totally want that. Uh, and there's a Hawaiian shirt that my husband is like already drooling over. So we'll see how that works out for us. But uh, 
I wish we could go to Disney right now because it's not so scary Halloween. It's two of my friends, Polly and Tripp, and their family was just down there. And I saw the pictures. And I was like, oh, I miss Halloween at Disney. So maybe next year. We're going to put that on the maybe for next year. But really, my favorite time to be at Disney is at Christmas. But I'll talk to you that about that a little bit later on in our series once December rolls around. But now I want to tell you about my planner woes because... It's just bad. I decided that I needed to get something that was bound um, that I could carry with me. And uh, though I love my flourishing planner, I'd have to print everything. And I just really haven't had the opportunity to do that and organize it. So I thought, okay, I'll just buy one. And I was at Aldi and there was a cheap planner. And I was like, oh, $9. I can try this $9. You know, if I if it's horrible, it's $9. Well, I get it home and I'm so excited and I'm looking at it. The stickers are great. And it's dated, like, from the beginning of the year. I'm like, I don't want dated. It's October. And I thought it was an undated planner because it didn't say that on the cover. It just said, actually, it said, I thought it was an academic planner, and it wasn't. It started in January, and I was like, why am So I'm taking my $9 planner back to Aldi, and there goes my cheap cheap ideas. Now I'm searching on Amazon because what do you do when you're bored and you're trying to solve your planner woes? You get on Amazon. And I thought about buying a passion planner. I've had one before. I like it because it, it again is like the flourishing planner and that it helps you kind of get that idea of what's your big goal five years out. What's your big goal of this year? What's your big goal of this three months or one month? So I like that. I like that it kind of even has a, a longer term plan cycle than the flourishing planner does or momentum planner is actually what it's called. But uh, it just didn't fit me. It was putting all the days on one page and was just a skinny column and I need a lot more room to write in to be honest. So then I saw the panda planner and it was on sale and I thought, oh, this looks this looks really good. This has a lot of the things I need to do. It has reflections on the week and to-do task, and it has daily pages. So I put it in my cart, and today I was actually right before I went live, I was like, okay, I need to place my Amazon order. Well, that's a no-go now because it went up, which doubled in price, and I was like, mm, nope. Don't want to try it that much. I'm not willing to risk that much money. So I put a momentum planner that they had that was printed. So they have a printed one that was on Amazon and and it was discounted because they had some problems with printing. And I was like, okay, I'll just end up buying it. And then sure enough, all of a sudden it suggested to me another planner. It was called the Purpose Planner. And I looked at this thing and I was like, oh, this, this is awesome. It has a place for you to, because one of my problems with the flourishing or momentum planner is that it has all the goals in one place for everything. And I have goals that are related to my marriage, my writing, to my work. And I wanted to put them separately. And that's always been like the thing I've struggled with, with the momentum planner is to try to narrow it down to just a few goals that are just related to like my writing and my work when there's so many other things that I'm interested in. And this planner has a bucket list. It has for the next year, it has a reading list that you want to read. And then it looks at different aspects of your life, different purposes that you have. So I'm going to try it. And I'm actually going to try the artful agenda, which is an online 
um, planner, and it looks really awesome. It looks like a like a printed planner, but online, and that is something I've not been able to find. I really wish the Momentum Planner would either get an app or go online where it works really well, but they haven't, so I'm going to try it. So my two planners that I'm going to try are the Purpose Planner and the Artful Agenda, and we'll see how that goes because my planner woes have got to stop. The end of the year is coming, and I want to be ready to hit the ground running when January comes because I want to really have a year where I can get things done and hopefully listen to more David Tennant does a podcast. (laughs) So cross your fingers about that one. I hope that you have a fabulous week. And if you have any planner suggestions, hey, shoot them to me. You can find me online at tyraburton.com, the podcast. You can go to geekmeetsocial.com and you can find our show notes. I'm on social media as either Tyra Burton or Tyra Ann Burton on Twitter. And drop us a note at tyra at tyraburton.com. Anyway, I hope to hear from you. Please listen and review the podcast and don't forget to subscribe. I really do appreciate you and all the encouragement I have felt from you and heard from you. I can't thank you enough. Till next week, go live your best digital life.